Greetings and welcome to the Transform Podcast. This is episode 40. It is Thursday, March 3rd, 2022, and I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, guys. Um, I'll just say right off the bat, um, we're a little late in publishing our first um, episode this week, uh, and that is due to me being a bit under the weather this week. You might even be able to hear that uh, in my voice somewhat, so definitely apologize for that or any stray coughing <laughs> that occurs along the way during this episode. Um, but yeah, so just wasn't able to get an episode out earlier this week, but we will obviously have this one up to you today and there will be another, uh, between now and Saturday. And that'll get our two episodes published this week for you. That's episode 40 and 41. Um, just a plug for, uh, last week, episode 39, I think great episode there for you guys to listen to. If you are, um, at all kind of on the fence about, you know, how much content to produce or how much you are producing, uh, kind of went on a, a fairly lengthy rant there about um, how really nobody is producing enough content to really fill this ma- this sort of vast universe known as the internet uh, to to draw enough attention to themselves to then convert themselves into a brand or to escalate their business into a brand. So I just want to plug episode thirty nine from last week. If you guys haven't had a chance to um, listen to that one, I would I would definitely encourage you to. Today's episode is going to be very micro focused. Uh, some big news earlier this week dropped uh, from TikTok uh, about expanding video format to 10 minutes, uh, you know, uh, from, from the current limit that, that they had on the platform, uh, users will now be able to upload videos that are 10 minutes long. So I wanted to kind of focus on this because, you know, you might say, well, how newsworthy is that really? Uh, well, you know, number one, as I've said before on this podcast, sometimes you're going to hear episodes that are very grandiose and sweeping, and sometimes you're going to hear very tactical, granular-type discussions on a singular approach or method or platform or whatever, and that's kind of what this episode is like today. Um, So, you you know, that's number one. Number two is I think there's something really significant sort of afoot here. I think there's a symbolism to this move to 10-minute videos. I'll cover that probably in, later in the in the podcast episode. I want to cover sort of the practical implications, uh, you know, of this, of this decision by TikTok. And that's kind of the third point, is that I do think there are significant practical implications that are conveyed uh, with, this, with this change. But to just give you guys a little bit of, excuse me, a little bit of history, I don't know, you know, I, I'm not sure how much you guys follow social media history. I think I've once in a while alluded to it on this podcast, some of the interesting changes and shifts that have undergone, you know, throughout the landscape, uh, you know, starting, you know, back in the Friendster and MySpace days to Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram, to Snapchat, to uh, to TikTok, you know, as you kind of look at the, the dominant or the emergent platforms and so on and so forth. But what's interesting is a platform that um, was out there for a little while I forget exactly when. I'm, I'm going to guess here and say it was like the late two, 2000s, early 2010s, uh, called Vine, was a, and I, and I believe at one point or another, there may have been some overlap with Twitter or something. I mean, people were making Vines and posting them to Twitter, if I remember correctly. I may be wrong about that. But there was a platform known as Vine that was um, also you know, hugely popular at one point in time. And it was all about, uh, and indeed, I, I, I do believe uh, that Vine was owned by Twitter. 
uh, the more I think about it and just sort of dwell on it as I talk to you guys. But, but the point is, nonetheless, Vine was a hugely popular short-form video clip uh, platform. And the problem was uh, no one who, were, who was making Vines. There were some people who got really famous on Vine. I mean, you may even remember some of them if you were tuned into the platform. Um, they couldn't make any money from it. So Vine, without being able to allow its, its uh, creators to monetize their efforts, they just moved on and went to other platforms, and Vine, well, withered and died on the Vine. <laughs> so had to, had to get that in there. Um, so, so there's some history here in terms of platforms that, let's say, emphasized very short form, very burst-like clips, if you will, in terms of length of time. They just didn't survive. They couldn't. They couldn't satisfy their creators, uh, you know, from a monetary perspective, to to continue to focus on that platform. So, so when you think about, well, why would TikTok do this? What's the motivation? It's it's been known for, you know, very short, very punchy, very meme-filled uh, video clips. Why would it migrate towards a longer format? Well, we'll get into that later too, in terms of symbolism. That that point that I made earlier. But I think if you just look at the at, at, at the economics of it, you can see roots in what happened to Vine. Okay, so just kind of wanted to point that out to you guys for social media buffs or historians. That's that's kind of an interesting thread uh, that 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 you can kind of follow there. Okay, now let's 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 gravitate over to the practical implications. So originally, t- I mean, and this is kind of an interesting progression here when you look back on it. So if you look at TikTok, which really was emergent in 2019-20 time frame. I would argue that some of the bigger names in this in this arena were, were, were gravitating onto TikTok and using it definitely by 2019. But I think the general populace really thrusted uh, TikTok forward in 2020 during the pandemic. So you see kind of a dual <clears throat> dual action there in terms of how it how it made it to where it is today. And I'd say by 21, 2021 it was like completely understood that TikTok was the was the emergent dominant platform. But originally, TikTok limited clips to 15 seconds. I mean, it was extremely short, you know, forced you to be very creative in a short window of time. That 15 seconds eventually became a minute, and then that minute became three minutes. And I believe between the three minutes and the 10-minute announcement that was made this week, there may have been a stop-off at five minutes. Uh, I'm not 100% sure about that, but the point is, I mean, think about it. From 15 seconds, let's say, let's go back to 2019, okay? I, I, I'm kind of assuming that that's where that limit was last in place, roughly, you know, roughly on the timeline. So 15 seconds in 19, and here we are three years later at 10 minutes. I mean, that's a massive change in the amount of, of, um, of um, you know, the amount of, of, of runway, if you will, that creators are going to have on this platform. So I think that when you when you look at that, it's it's very interesting to note. And again, I'm going to come back later to what I think some of the symbolic reasoning is behind that. But here's the deal, guys. Practically speaking, the bottom line is you can do more now on TikTok. You have less excuse, in my opinion, for not using it than you had before. Okay? So I think, you know, I think that... Um, you know, when, when people think about TikTok and they're concerned about its practicality or its usability for their business, there's a lot of concerns there. I mean, you know, I mean, f- a full disclosure here. I mean, at Transform, we don't, we don't have a TikTok presence. We've yet to establish one there. 
uh, although we do study it and we do know the trends and the and the and the techniques and so forth, and you know, it doesn't stop us from understanding the platform. But uh, for our delivery mechanism uh, strategy, it has not yet been adopted, but it may very well. But the the real point is, I think that when businesses look at TikTok, I mean, the chief concern I hear is it's not my audience. You know, it's too young of an audience. Well, there's there's logic there and there's flaws in that logic. We won't pick them all apart right now, but the point is, you know, people kind of assume that they're not going to reach the right people. That's that's a chief concern. And then I think the next closest one kind of alludes to this length of time issue is that, hey, I can't get a message across that professionally or, or successfully explains my business and, and what I am offering in that amount of time. I mean, I'm just not going to you know, be able to, to tell people about, you know, what I can do for their for their taxes or for their financial planning or whatever in a 60 second, you know, music laden clip. And I and I think, you know, I understand that to, to a certain extent. I mean, I definitely think there's a there's an outside the box thinking that's required there. The shorter the amount of time is, you have to get very creative. You have to use all the, the tactics available to you to convey the message in that in that very small window of time. Uh, so I get that, and and I definitely uh, maybe I even understand that argument better than the first one about the audience. But what's interesting now about TikTok going to ten minutes is that excuse is going away. And I think you know when you think about what messaging you can convey in ten minutes versus one minute, or ten minutes versus three minutes, uh, depending on you know what kind of clips you you were intending to to upload the TikTok originally. Um, I, I think that you know, the possibilities now are, you know, somewhat endless, right? You know, in 10 minutes, I mean, that's kind of, you know, like a, like a standard, uh, optimal YouTube video when you think about it, right? You know, when we run YouTube channels for clients, we try to aim them into the five to 10 minute, uh, timeframe, right? So there's, there's successful YouTube videos out there that are teaching people concepts in various disciplines, whether it's finance, whether it's health, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, physical fitness or relationships or cooking or anything. I mean, I'm just naming some off the top of my head uh, that are that are five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes long. And and you know, usually we don't look for you know in terms of how we advise our our clients, we're not going past ten minutes in most cases. But now you can post uh, videos of that length on TikTok. Okay, I mean, you can make a, a seven minute video for YouTube. That at least technically speaking, you know, you have to watch the contextuality of it. But, you know, that seven-minute video you made for your YouTube channel could potentially be brought over to TikTok, okay? And again, you would contextualize it, you know, you'd, you'd probably do some things with, you know, text overlays and music and things of that nature, but the length of time would not be the issue, okay? The length of time would no longer be the issue. So I think, you know, and, and you know, this is not... Rocket science, guys. I'm not going to dwell on it a whole lot longer. I want to move on to the last point, and then we'll wrap this podcast up. But I think, you know, what I would encourage you to do with this news is this. Take another step back. If you've already decided, you know, if, you, if you're in on TikTok, you know, you probably could ignore this entire episode, uh, unless you didn't know the news about 10 minutes. Uh, but if you're, if you're on the fence or you'd withdrawn from using this platform, I think at this moment, this is an opportunity to revisit that decision and audit that decision and say, okay, wait a second, let me, let me think about this for a moment. You know, you know, with a 10-minute window of time, what are some of the things that I would feel more comfortable conveying about my business 
that I feel like the message will come across successfully in that in that time span. You know, maybe now I, I have I have to focus less on being pithy or creative or, you know, thinking way outside the box. I can maybe just sit down and make a video and have some real runway on explaining what I want to explain or laying out what I want to lay out, uh, you know, for the for the for the user. And I don't feel constrained. I don't feel like I'm capped off. I don't feel like I'm not going to be able to get the proper messaging across, or it's going to get it's going to get garbled because it was forced and because it was shortened by the limits of the platform. So, I think just from a practical perspective, guys, I think it's an opportunity for you to revisit that, think about it. You know, if you are making videos elsewhere on YouTube, Facebook, you know, longer form videos, five plus minutes. You know, think about how those videos might translate over to TikTok and how you might be able to just make a few tweaks, make a few adjustments to it. Um, you know, even if you outsource, you know, you find somebody who you can freelance the, um, uh, the, the editing of the video to say, hey, look, here's a YouTube video where I'm you know, straight up talking to the camera. Can you make some text overlays, pull out some of the key points, maybe add in some music in between transitions, and now you've got a TikTok video. So I think that possibility... Maybe that one alone, okay, if you are already making videos, but you didn't think your video format translated to TikTok, well, now I think you've lost that excuse. And I think you can actually say, well, okay, I can repurpose these things, and I can actually get double duty out of them, okay? Don't underestimate the need to contextualize that video for TikTok. You're probably going to need to change a few things, but it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't now preclude you off the bat because of length of time. You've lost that that excuse, okay? So, wanted to hammer that home, guys. And I think, you know, I want to wrap up on this, like I said, this sort of symbolic point that I see. I mean, this is my personal opinion. I don't, I don't know, you know, I actually haven't heard anybody come out and say this yet, uh, you know, particularly on the, on the heels of this news, although I'm sure this opinion is, you know, it's not the first time that anybody's voiced it. Um, is this notion that symbolically it's it's interesting to me and it's ironic that a platform that separated itself from YouTube, from um, uh, you know, well, I, I, I'll say chiefly from YouTube, but obviously anywhere else you post longer video uh, formats. I mean, even you know, let's say Instagram with with videos going on to IGTV. Uh, which of course got phased out, but the point is the longer videos that were that were being posted to Instagram, the fact that TikTok made its name and separated itself based on brevity, creativity, pithiness, right? That's how it kind of carved out this dominance, right? And it had all these other platforms following it, saying, oh my God, we got to get back over to short form video. We got to do, you know, one minute or less. We've got to compete with TikTok on the short form video uh, angle, Right? And not only that, but they were throwing tons of money at it. You know, YouTube paying shorts creators, Instagram paying reels creators to bring them over to their platform and encourage them to make videos natively in that very short burst-like format, right? Well, guess what? Now TikTok is heading the other way. I mean, TikTok is heading towards, you know, I mean, a 10-minute video is a, a long YouTube video, right? I mean, that's not even, I mean, I, I wouldn't even argue that 10 minutes is some middle ground. I mean, a 10-minute video 
is like, you, you know, think about it. I mean, think about how many 10-minute videos or, or, or roughly, you know, give or take a little bit that you sit down and watch on YouTube in one shot. I mean, you know, some people will obviously commit to that when you're really trying to learn a concept or whatever. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But, I mean, let's face it. I mean, that's, that's a commitment compared to, you know, consuming a one-minute clip on any of these platforms. You know, shorts, reels, uh, you know, TikTok, whatever. So I think it's very interesting that as some of the platforms gravitate the other way, you know, towards being shorter, that now TikTok is gravitating the opposite way, towards being longer. And I think when you add it all up, it's simply a democratization of content creation on these platforms. These platforms are recognizing that the creator, the person making the content, is the most important cog in the wheel. If nobody's creating, nobody's watching. If nobody, you know, if nobody's making native videos for that platform, that platform dries up. And, and, and users and viewers leave the platform. And when users and viewers leave the platform, so do advertisers. And advertisers leaving a platform means there's no more ad revenue. And no more ad revenue means there's no more platform. Okay, so it's, it's fascinating to me to watch these platforms jockey for position and accommodate creators at every turn. You know, first accommodating the short-form creator and everybody shifting that way. Now going back and accommodating the longer-form creator and everybody probably shifting back that way. And it's just a constant sort of, you know, amorphous sort of, you know, you know, flowing wherever the water takes it kind of thing to accommodate the end point in the equation, which is the actual creator uploading material to that platform. So, you know, you say, well, okay, Chris, you know, great point. Who cares? You know, like, like what, does that, what does that affect me? Well, it may not affect you uh, if you're not that focused on, you know, making content for these platforms. But if you are, then you realize that more and more so, you are in the driver's seat. They need you as much as you need them. And there was a point, excuse me, there was a point in time in Web 2.0, the whole social media, you know, sort of phase of, of the web, where it really wasn't that way. I mean, you know, these platforms, you know, obviously they wanted accounts and they wanted users to come on to them, but they were calling the shots more so than they are today. You know, they were just sort of laying out policy and rules and, and, and you just followed them. And, and if you didn't follow them, then you weren't going to be on that platform, basically. And, you know, don't get me wrong, there's still policy frameworks to all these platforms. I mean, you can get kicked off a platform for a lot of reasons, but there's more heft to users who can make the most of these platforms. There's more gravity coming their way for being successful on these platforms, I think, than ever before. And I think the number one and maybe the only indication you need of that is that YouTube dedicated, I think it was like $28 billion to creators. It had a creator fund, or excuse me, its, it's total ad revenue last year or something to that effect it was like $28 billion, and half of that went to creators. Yeah, I actually have a note here in front of me. So uh, last year, in 2021, YouTube brought in $28.8 billion in ad revenue, and half of that went back to creators. So think about that. $14 billion back to YouTube creators. And on the lower end of the spectrum, but still not insignificant, TikTok dedicated $500 million to its creative fund. I mean, these are real numbers, guys. This is real, this is real attraction 
to trying to bring in creators and users to a platform. This is like serious business, right? So these platforms know that if nobody's creating and nobody's making and nobody's uploading, there's no platform, right? So this is a very, very big deal. I mean, again, it's a, I think I've mentioned it before here uh, on the podcast, maybe a couple episodes ago at most. You know, they take, take like Netflix, for example. If Netflix doesn't have people making good movies, nobody's subscribing to Netflix. Nobody's watching Netflix, right? So, I mean, you know, I mean, Netflix exists because of the quality of the content on the platform. And I think, you know, obviously... Uh, if I remember correctly, Netflix started off just just regurgitating movies that were already out there. I mean, you just would, you know, it's like kind of going to Blockbuster, but you didn't have to leave your uh, your living room. But eventually, Netflix got into the business of saying, "Look, we got to go past just regurgitating movies that have already been made. We have to make our own stuff. You know, we have to keep people having a reason to come onto this platform." So there's all kinds of material now made directly by Netflix, them reinvesting in themselves to bring people to the platform. So. Bottom line, guys, is the same thing as a foot with the social media platforms like YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. And they recognize that you have power and that you not, you know, you, you know, if, 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 you, if, if you have the capability uh, to make viral, you know, popular content and you're not making it on their platform, but you are making it on another platform, that's a loss for them. That's a problem for them. And so that's why they've dedicated these war chests to trying to attract creators to natively create content on their platform. So I think the symbolism of TikTok now going the other way, going against the grain, going against the very thing that separated them from everybody else, that is not insignificant. That is not lost on me in particular. I'm sure it's not lost on a lot of people who follow uh, this space. But it is something for you guys to keep in the back of your mind that you know whenever you sit there, and I guess this is the punchline, when you think, well, is it worth lending my voice? Should I lend my voice? Does anybody want to hear my voice? on these platforms? Does it matter if I upload any content? Do not cut yourself off at the knees like that, okay? You know, you, 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 ha- <clears throat> Excuse me, you have a message. You have content that's valuable to somebody, okay? If you are running a business, if you're running particularly a successful business, there's somebody out there who you can reach on these platforms and you can resonate with. And, you know, doing it, you know, even halfway effectively uh, is going to get you some traction here. And if you do it really effectively, trust me, it is going to go far on these platforms, but particularly these formats that they are emphasizing, okay, as they compete with each other, okay? So this is all good news for you guys, for anybody who's open to this, anybody who's open to TikTok, anybody who's open to uh, creating content for these platforms, this kind of thing, this kind of news, the symbolism behind it is good news for you. Because I just believe it means that, um, that, that the opportunity is as good or better than you even perceive it to be, uh, to be on these platforms, to reach the scale and, and the opportunity that they provide you to uh, reach a wider audience, you know, grab the attention of a wider audience, uh, expand your user base, expand your client base, and increase your revenues, and hopefully eventually you know, escalate you into that brand status. Okay, guys, so... Uh, kind of pounded the table there a little bit longer than I expected, so this episode did go a, a bit longer than I planned. But, um, but anyway, guys, check check out the uh, the news. I mean, you can Google it. I mean, we'll we'll post it uh, as well on our platforms if you want to. If you guys want to check out the full article uh, about at least the one that I consulted before I did this podcast, I'm sure there's there's plenty of information out there about it. But if you guys, <coughs> excuse me, if you guys are curious about, okay, you know, Chris, I'm game. I, I do want to go on TikTok. I do want to make the longer videos. I feel more comfortable. Whatever. And you guys want to uh, consult with us about it, you know, you know, please don't hesitate 
to get in touch with us, come over to the Facebook page, come over to the LinkedIn page. You can drop us a note there. You can inquire through our um, through our website, transform.com. Uh, we would love to do a strategy session with you. Uh, you know, sort of, you know, do that free consultation on what on what you guys could do with the platform. And then, if you decide to work with us, that would be awesome. Uh, we would love that. So, in the meantime, guys, I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, you know, thank you again for uh, following and supporting the podcast. Uh, you know, please subscribe if you haven't hit the subscribe button. Uh, share the podcast with 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 friends, family, business associates, etc. Uh, you know, give us a like, give us, you know, give us whatever positive feedback uh, you feel compelled to. If you, if you have uh, negative feedback or something that you think we could do better, uh, or you'd like us to do differently, uh, of course, we're open to that as well. Uh, you know, any feedback is, is great feedback. So, uh, anyway, thanks again, guys. I'm going to wrap it up here. Like I said, we will be back with episode 41, uh, most likely tomorrow, uh, outside chance that it'll hit on the front end of the weekend before we go into a new week. Uh, starting on, uh, what will that be? March 6th, the week of March 6th. All right, guys, thank you again so much. We'll wrap up episode 40 here. Uh, This is Chris Anastasio signing off. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye-bye.